Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. This is, oh, I was about to say some really sort of cliched thing, like this is the home of language learning on, on in, in the podcast world. Of course it's not. There are lots of great homes of language learning, but this is a place where I like to think if you if you care about language learning as a as a pursuit, as a skill that you want to develop, then you know, I would like to I would like to think that this is the the place to be. This is the home of that kind of thing for uh, in the podcast world. This is where we talk about language learning and how to become a better learner. It's where despite all the well, in, in amongst all of the blogging and videos and Facebook things that I do, the podcast here, this is the place where I really just speak my mind and tell you exactly what I think. So yeah, welcome. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already so that you get these episodes delivered to you regularly. I would hate for you to miss even one of them, Uh, not least today, because we've got a cool uh, episode coming up today. Now, I don't know if you can tell, but the keen-eared among you may notice that I have a new microphone. Yes, I've been using... For the last year or so, a microphone that is not was not particularly good. You know, I always took the view that with podcasting, if you if you are interested in what someone has to say, then you will listen, providing that the audio quality is not totally rubbish and hard to hear. Then I've always had the opinion that you know you will listen to the people that you want to listen to, whether they've got like the really expensive mic or the quite expensive mic. I just don't really think it matters. Having said that. The microphone I've been using for the last year or so, which I got because it was quite compact and I could take with me, and it's called the Blue Snowball. It's pretty cheap. It's like $50, $60. You know, any, it's very affordable. Anyone that wants to get into podcasting can use that. And it's kind of good for like, you know, in order, if you don't want to use your iPhone sort of thing. <laughs> but I, had noticed recently when I borrowed my friend's mic once for yeah, a few months ago, I did an episode um, that was about the concept behind conversations. And I borrowed one of the mics that we were actually using to record conversations. And a couple of you wrote in, actually emailed in or tweeted me or something and said that the mic we were using for that was really great. And so then I kind of listened back to them and I noticed that actually the microphone I was using was really not very good at all. Anyway, Recently, I decided to try to get a new one because um, I'm going to start trying to do something where I'm going to try to start combining my YouTube videos and podcasts because I just find it really difficult to find out, find the time to sit down and record YouTube videos. But I really like doing it because lots of people do sort of find my stuff on YouTube and lots of people just like using YouTube rather than podcasts. And so I'm going to try doing this thing where... Um, when I answer the question, I turn on the camera and make a YouTube video out of it as well. And we'll see how that goes. But anyway, I, I knew that I, it wasn't going to work with my old microphone because basically you have to be very close to it if you want to get good sound. And even then the sound isn't that good. So I decided to upgrade. The one that everybody seems to get is called a Blue Yeti. Same company, I think, but a more, slightly high grade microphone. Um, but the problem with that is it's quite big and not very portable and I need something that's portable. 
you know, I'm, I'm going off to Hong Kong in January for a couple of months. I'm not going to pack a massive thing in my suitcase. I don't have a space for that. I need something that's small, um, sturdy. And so the microphone I got, which I'm trying out now for the first time, is called the Shure MV5. That's S-H-U-R-E-M-V-5. And I'll put a link to all of these microphones that I've mentioned in the show notes in case you're a budding podcaster and you want to try try it out. So what do you think? I mean, it is the, here's the thing. It's tiny, which is great because it's going to fit in my... I could take it anywhere I wanted and it's absolutely indestructible. And having listened back to it, I think the sound is pretty good. You can be the judge. Maybe you can tweet me and, uh, and let me know what you think. But um, I, so far, so good. I think the sound is better, even if it's the same. Then the big benefit is going to be that I can actually make YouTube videos with this. And, and the thing is, I don't have to sit right up against it, because right now I'm sitting quite close to the microphone. But what I can do is turn up the gain and sit for a little bit further away so that I can actually have the camera on at a decent distance. Does that make sense? Anyway, this is probably completely boring for for 99% of you, so I'll leave it there. But anyway, if you'd like to check out these microphones, I'm going to put a link to those in the show notes, which you'll find at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 230. All right, then. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, who are, of course, italki. And italki are the place to go if you want to get language lessons. You can find teachers from all different countries, all different dialects, all different languages. You can search by those criteria as well and find the best teacher for you. And if you'd like to get $10 of free credit that you can put towards uh, more lessons, which is great, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then today we are going to start off with actually a review. I'm going to read out a review from iTunes because I want to thank you those of you who have left reviews because like i like i say it's really really um important the review thing because it helps other people find the podcast um and um you know that's the reason i keep going basically we've got 38 reviews on the podcast now i don't know whether that's in the uk where i am or whether that's in the us 38 yeah could be better i think maybe that's in the uk i'm not sure anyway if you haven't left a review on the podcast, I'd really like you to do so. You can go to iTunes, search for the podcast, and you'll find it there. Some guys left a one-star review, and um, unfortunately, I can't actually find that. It doesn't, doesn't come up. I think he just left the uh, the one-star rating but didn't leave a review. So, I don't know, maybe that's, a, maybe that's another podcaster. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, I'd like to leave a read-out review by Augustin Viani. I think that's how it's pronounced. Augustin Viani. He said, listen to Ollie and this podcast. His approach works, yet he doesn't pitch it as the way or even as one way. I'm well on my way towards my Italian language goals of C2, even if I have a long yet rewarding road in front of me. Ollie keeps things fun without gimmicks and motivating through stories of hard-won realizations and tactics that have a common thread through all of it. When I re-listen to episodes or think I've heard the topic before, it always surprises me how Ollie will find a new angle at which to approach a question and turn over another thought-provoking insight on the language learning journey. Well done, Ollie. Thank you so much, um, Augustine. I don't, don't know if that's your real name or if that's a handle, but I really appreciate the review. Thank you very much. It's also interesting that you mention the, the thing about the same topics coming up because I've, I've been thinking about this recently and you know we're coming up to 250 episodes now and the number of different topics that there are 
are of course finite. There are ne- there are never going to be a, an endless array of topics that we haven't heard of before. But what I have noticed myself from all of your questions is that you know we can have the same topic, but you know it's it's a funny thing. You can give advice or ideas to people, but it, it's a very human thing, a very natural thing to believe that our individual context or situation is unique and that the advice that you've heard doesn't apply. And you see this all over the place. You know, I I have, it's a very common thing in the kind of business coaching, business training that um, you give advice about stuff and then, but then the person listening to it doesn't believe it because they think that their own business is unique. Um, And so they kind of go off and look for more advice and more advice. Whereas actually the challenge I think for a lot of us, when we are given advice on anything that we're looking for help with in our lives, is to don't is to not fall into the trap of thinking, well, my situation's different. But rather to put your thinking cap on and try to find the commonalities or the kind of root lessons, the core wisdom behind the advice that you can then apply to your own situation. I always find that to truly take advice and apply it to our own unique situations, again, whatever the topic is. It always, you've always got to do the last, the last mile by yourself. You know, you've got to take the spirit of the advice and the, and the lessons within. But then you've got to think to yourself, right, now, here is exactly how it's going to apply to me. And really, no one can ever really give you that final bit. You've got to, you've got to go that last mile to, to connect the dots right at the end. So it's great to hear from this review that when we do cover new topics, or rather the same topics that they are that my 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 efforts to put a kind of fresh spin on them are not in vain so thank you for that review all right then today i'm answering an email question from mark and here's mark's email he says hi ollie can you please give me some tips on how to learn a new language from scratch is it best to use one book or more i have a grammar book and a colloquial book with cd i'm trying to learn mongolian so next time I'm over there, I can talk to my wife's family. If you've already answered this on a podcast, please let me know what number it is. Love the podcast. Please keep them up. Okay, Mark, thank you very much for your question. Um, and yeah, we've, we, I've answered this before. But as you just heard in, in the review um, on iTunes, not only are, is everyone's situation unique, but also something I didn't say, my own perspectives and opinions on things change over time too. So the kind of answer that I would have given to this question a couple of years ago uh, is not the same as uh, as I would give now. So I'm just going to answer this with my current state of thinking. And over the last couple of years, I've learned a few languages from scratch. Um, not to particularly high levels, I have to say. I mean, I, I learned some Thai and some German, and both of those are very basic for me. But I did manage to get a, a very you know, pretty good grounding in those languages quite quickly. And in fact, if you go to YouTube um, and you find my channel, so you search for Ollie Richards up on YouTube, you'll find a playlist with a two-week experiment that I did in Thailand. So I went to Thailand for two weeks and I took 10 lessons. And in the last day, you get a recording, a video recording of me speaking Thai for about 25 minutes with my teacher. And so I show you kind of step by step exactly what I did to learn Thai from scratch. 
Um, so that would hopefully provide you some inspiration. I think the answer to this question, it depends on so many factors. To a, to a large extent, it depends on the language. Because if you're, for example, if you're French and you're learning Italian, then it's a very different answer to the one I'm going to give you, which is that I assume you're a native English speaker and you're learning Mongolian because Mongolian is very far away from English, whereas Italian is extremely close to French. And so slightly different rules apply, I think. Now, one of the the, the challenges you've got when you learn a, a language like Mongolian is finding enough resources. Now, I, I had this problem when I was learning Cantonese. When I started to learn Cantonese, I should say, which was that um, you just there's very few good resources out there. So to a certain extent, you're stuck with what you can find. Now, you said you've got a grammar book and a colloquial book with CD. So the colloquial book, I'm going to assume that's a kind of teach yourself type book where you just go through all the lessons um, from the beginning and uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a course type format. So what I would basically suggest, and this is my standard advice for someone starting a new language, my, my standard advice is, is this. You need to get as firm a grasp on the basics as you can as quickly as possible. I don't like taking classes as a beginner because the problem with group, and, and these are group classes, because what happens is you are drip-fed information in an artificial order over the course of the curriculum. So you are taught how to say I, you, he, she in lesson one, and you're probably not taught the past tense until you've had 10, 15, 20 lessons. But actually, the past tense is super useful to learn because we often want to say went or did or said it, it, right from the beginning. It can be very, very useful. So my approach to learning a new language now is that you need to get a good overview of all of the main grammatical elements of the language right at the beginning. I recently wrote a book called French Foundations, which is about French, obviously, so it's not going to help you so much here, Mark. But the whole premise of the book, and the book is going to be, I, I'm writing it as well in, in a lot of different languages, but the premise of the book is, look, I am going to teach you now everything you need to know about French grammar in 14 days. Now, I'm not going to teach you the whole of French grammar. That would be impossible. But I am going to stick my neck out and say, look, here are the things about French grammar that I think are important. I think you need to know. And I'm going to teach them all to you in a very short space of time, not for you to memorize and learn perfectly, but for you to know what they are and be aware of the different considerations of the grammar. Because once you've got a picture of the language, then you can start studying in a more in-depth way and everything you learn will be faster because you've got this big framework that you already understand about the language. You're not just running, you know, scrambling around in the dark, blindfolded, having to sort of pick up every morsel of information you can and piece it together. We want to create this web, this network of understanding of all the different grammar points in the language and how they work together. And included in that is also pronunciation and, you know, core vocabulary so that you can actually, you know, basically you know, communicate to a basic, in a basic level in the language. So for you learning Mongolian, what I would suggest is that you take your colloquial book with the CD and you just devour that from beginning to end. Start in chapter one and then study every lesson until you reach the end of the book. And don't stop until you do. Don't be distracted. Don't do anything else. Don't buy any courses. Don't take lessons. Just literally go through the book. 
And the and the reason I suggest that is exactly what I just outlined with with the French, which is that by the time you get to the end, you have a very good picture of what basic Mongolian is. Right? Now, don't you don't need to go through and do all the exercises in the book. You don't need to memorize any verb tables or anything like that. Go through the lessons. Spend most of your time listening to the dialogues. So listen to the audio with the CD, reading along at the same time. Match the spoken words with the written words. Look those words up in the dictionary or the word lists that should come with the book. Just spend time with the language. You're not looking to achieve anything in particular. You're not looking to become fluent. You're not looking for anything. Your only aim should be to get to the end of that book. Now, let's say you do one chapter a day and the book's got 20 chapters, then you could probably finish it in a month. Anything else you do, I think, is basically avoiding the the main, the fundamental challenge, which is to learn the basics of the language. So what a lot of people do is they go for apps, they go on like Duolingo or whatever and learn vocabulary, or they, they join a class because the class will keep them motivated maybe, or they, they do this or that. I, I don't know. I don't know what they look for. They, they spend ages watching YouTube videos or browsing blogs or things like that. I'm a big fan of just doing one thing at a time. So go through your colloquial book, uh, listen to all of the audio, focus on the dialogue and just listen, 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 listen. After that, the next thing I would do is to get a teacher or a tutor and to start speaking. So go on italki. I don't know what the range of Mongolian teachers uh, is like on italki, but I'm sure you'll find at least one. If not, then try to find someone locally. I, I have no doubt you will. Um, maybe if anyone listening knows any Mongolian tutors, then please uh, come over to the show notes and, and leave a link there so for Mark to find. And then what you want to do then, Mark, is start to have lessons, but not lessons where you are taught the language, but rather lessons which you could call speaking sessions, where you just practice the stuff that you've learnt in the book. So go back to chapter one, where you're taught how to say I, you, he, she, and then have your tutor just help you practice the stuff from the book. So they could help you with your pronunciation, which will probably need some work. You can do some Q&A, a bit of improvisation, using the, the, chap the stuff from the chapter, and you might like to have a couple, you know, two or three sessions on one chapter, and then you move on to the next chapter, and so on and so forth, so that you're just starting to speak and get used to getting the words out of your mouth, you're getting rid of the fear or the anxiety of speaking with somebody, and so you keep that up, and so gradually you are then becoming used to speaking Mongolian. Again, all this time, don't worry about how fluent you are, don't worry about being able to survive conversations with your wife's family at this stage. All of that stuff comes with time. Your main focus needs to be just to build up this foundation, spend time with the language as regularly as possible. And the key is consistency. So all you're looking to do is to work on it every day, going through your textbook, listening to the audio, and then whenever you feel comfortable starting to have regular speaking sessions ideally two or three a week with your tutor so you can start to get used to speaking and listening to the language. If you can keep that up, then in the next few months, you will already be confident in the language, not to the point where you're highly fluent or anything, but you will feel like you speak Mongolian now. So that's my advice. On top of this, there are, of course, a million things I could add, but in the spirit of keeping things simple and making progress as quickly as possible, 
that's what I would suggest you do. All right, Michael, I hope that's helpful. It's a really exciting prospect to go over to Mongolia and to actually speak the language with your with your in-laws. I'm sure they will appreciate it massively. So good luck and you know let us know how you how you get on after you've actually after you've actually been there. Um this sounds like a great uh trip. If you would like to ask me a question, either by email, you can email me in, um, email in to me at ollie at iwillteachyourlanguage.com or you can use the contact form on the website. Alternatively, you can leave me a voice message by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. Now today I'm going to end the podcast with a quote from Will Smith, who's a very inspirational guy actually. If you're looking for someone to kind of give you a pep talk and get you psyched up for a challenge of any kind... He is uh, he's very impressive, and there's lots of great interviews with him on YouTube, actually, where he talks about how he got started. Uh, anyway, he said, I know how to learn anything I want to learn. I absolutely know that I could learn how to fly the space shuttle because someone else knows how to fly it, and they put it in a book. Give me the book, and I do not need someone to stand up in front of the class. That kind of sums up my approach to language learning, really. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course.